So, Coach, we sat here last week, and it was kind of the dawn of a new season, and you said, you know, as a coach, you want to control whatever you can. You want to know things. Well, what do you know after one week, after one game against Western Michigan? You know, we learned a lot in the game. One, we came out fast. We started fast. We were we were operating at a very high level offensively and defensively, and the kicking game throughout the whole game. Uh, we, we wanted, we went in at halftime, we regrouped, and we wanted to send a certain message at halftime. Obviously, we did not get that message sent the way we wanted to, and and there was a lack. Uh, there was a letdown. Now, I'm not going to say it was a, a letdown throughout the football team, but there was definitely a letdown in an, in enough areas with enough people that uh, slowed down the type of performance that we wanted to put on the field for that third quarter. That was a negative, but the positive was is how we they regrouped. And then finished the game and uh, and took away all hope from the other football team. So if you were breaking it up in parts, two two parts was really good and one part was bad. You got to play the quarterback shuffle a little bit. Tommy came in and then Eric had to come out and then Tommy comes back in. I think we know about Eric, ACC quarterback of the week, and we know what he's capable of. This is the first time you saw Tommy DeVito in game action, and I know you said he did some good things. He did some bad things overall. How did you grade his performance? Typical. You know, no, no different than uh, all the other freshmen that played in the game. They did some things that were really good, and they did some things that were not so good. When, in high school, when you're, when you're an 18-year-old senior, okay, or you're a 16-year-old sophomore, the difference of, of age is only two years, a 16-year-old to an 18-year-old, a 15-year-old to a 17-year-old, the difference is not that big. When you get to college and you, you step on the field as an 18- or a 19-year-old and you're playing 21- and 22-year-olds, it's the biggest difference in the age group gap that you're ever going to have other than the National Football League. And the craziest thing about the National Football League is the older the guys get, usually the less worrisome you have to be about them. It's a young person's league. It's a 23- to 27-, 28-year-old person league. So when that gap doesn't make such a big difference. The biggest gap they'll ever have in age on a football field is when they start playing college football. And when you're a younger guy and you're playing against guys that are 21 and 22, it's a, it's a big difference. The speed is different. The velocity of the hits are different. I promise you, whether they were on offense or defense, some of the hits they took in that game was the hardest that they've ever been hit in their lives. When you look at the, the distribution to go to the passing game a little bit, because Eric had a great game running the football, Moniel had a great game running the football, Dante Strickland had two uh, touchdowns running the ball, so that running game was starting to get cranked up a little bit. When you look at the distribution of throwing the ball, there was four receivers that caught the ball. Two of them were, were running backs. Now, of course, Devin had some drops and Sean had some drops, and that's something you want to see, you know, to use the term drop going forward. How do you see the distribution of, of people getting targets going forward in the offense? Would you like to see it grow a little bit? Well, I think you always want to get it to spread out, but some of that's on the people, too. When somebody gets hot, we're going to feed them the ball, okay? This is no different than basketball on turf. If somebody gets hot, they're going to get the ball. And you're not, we're not in the business of getting the ball to somebody that's cold. Oh, well, they, they're going to shoot themselves out of it. Well, sometimes we don't have enough opportunities to let someone shoot themselves out of a slump, for an analogy. So, you know, you need to come in ready to go. And if you, you want to be one of those guys that we feed, start hot. Dino Babers is our guest here as we get ready for Syracuse and Wagner. Carrier Dome, 3.30 kickoff this Saturday. A coach, to jump on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you mentioned, you know, some, some things 
earlier this week about focus in the secondary needed to really hone down and, and focus on some things. How have you addressed that? And just to add to that, it was that first game for that those linebackers really getting used to their new roles. What's kind of the, the first game analysis of of how they did and what they have to do going forward? Well, we had uh, we had a linebacker that got MVP of the game, Ryan Ryan Guthrie. I, I thought they did uh, extremely well. I really did. They uh, they made some mistakes. But they were physical. The main thing is being in the right place, being physical. They're going to the, the mental part of it they will get, and they'll start to get to a flow of the game. Uh, the secondary part of, you know, we can't have balls going over our head. That, that stuff just can't happen. And sometimes it's not, you know, this is going to sound crazy. Sometimes people are going to score, but it's how they score. And those scores were, the way they scored were not acceptable. You know what I mean? You say, scoring is never acceptable. Well, you know, sometimes you're just playing against good football teams, and they're gonna, they're gonna get the, they're gonna get what's due to them. But uh, the way it happened was not acceptable. I thought the linebackers hit. I thought they were physical. I thought they made a lot of tackles that were pre- they were presented to them that they needed to make. And then some other guys have to play a little better. When you look at turnovers, and you had a couple in this game, is it a mentality? Is it something you really have to preach in practice, or does it come with kind of the natural flow of a defense? How do you kind of get your defense to get in that mind frame to create turnovers? I think it's a combination of both. The uh, turnover that they got against us on the shovel pass was a, a guy coming from behind. They saw some ball, and they punched the ball out. And, and that's that you can see that their coaches worked on that. Well, we worked on those same things. I thought that their guys had some ball security issues. There's no doubt about it. Now listen to this statement. But we couldn't catch them to take advantage of it. That's how fast they were. And that's how much faster they were than us. They, they really had some electrifying cats that could really, really go faster than the guys on our football team. We couldn't catch them. So we practiced that stuff. And, and, and obviously the uh, one interception with uh, – uh, Andre Cisco was a fantastic play by uh, Scoop Bradshaw. And then there, there you have the freshman busting his tail to the ball. The ball's in the air. He has an opportunity to make the catch. I can't tell you how many times in the last two years we've had that opportunity and we're jumping up going, ah, I almost had it and all this drama stuff. Well, there was none of that. I mean, he put his hands underneath the football, caught the football, and like a wide receiver and made a pick. Uh, the second second turnover was uh, Slayton doing a fantastic job on the pass rush, hitting the quarterback right when he releases the ball. Because of that hit, it mistargets the flight of the ball straight into, I want to say, uh, Ryan's, Ryan's hands? No. Oh, excuse me, Kylan. Kylan, believe me, I believe it was Kylan Whitner's hand. I'll add it there. And then, bang, you know, we have another play. We're off the field. And then, believe it or not, we also treat the onside kick that uh, Strickland had as a turnover. That's the way we see it. Here's an onside kick. They have an opportunity to get into, get into the game. Uh, Strickland makes a fantastic play, comes across the safety line, catches it on a clean bounce, and boom, takes off. And then, again, instead of trying to be selfish and trying to score with it, he runs it about 10, 15 yards and steps out of bounds knowing that that's the smart play because now we get an opportunity to run a whole bunch of time off the clock. I mean, there was a lot of smart head of football, senior, uh, senior leadership type football going on out there, but there was also, also some freshmen and some guys making some plays. I'll admit uh, last week when I was watching College Game Day, I didn't really see anything about Wagner. So i got to lean on you a little bit here with this Wagner team. They have a terrific running back who just pops off the page here. But what else can you tell me about the Seahawks team and the matchup you got coming up? Really, they're, uh, they're uh, think of Michigan State or run game or some Big Ten run game, and that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a bunch of 
two tight ends, uh, tight ends and fullbacks. They really don't spread out too much to throw it. When they want to throw it, it's, a, it's 11 personnel, which is three wide receivers and one tight end. That normally happens like on third down. We haven't seen any four wide receiver stuff. We haven't seen any no back stuff. So you're about to see, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin. You're about to see that style of that brand of football, you know, in the dome. And, and that's good. That's, that's, that's old-fashioned football. I enjoy that. And uh, it's going to be great to see how our defense matches up against that. Tailback is a little bit different than the Western Michigan tailback. Doesn't have his foot speed, but he's a tough guy. And uh, he's probably going to have an opportunity to play uh, or at least try out for the National Football League. Dino, thanks. Good luck. Thanks, Brent.